Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is episode 12 of the Soul Sisters podcast. If you're listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially part of the SSP community. So welcome. And for those of you who tuned into our previous episodes, thank you so, 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 so much for all of your support. We really, really appreciate it. Sissy, what's up? Girl, my mind is on vacation. Right now, in my mind, I am already in Orlando. I'm already standing in front of Cinderella's castle. I'm already turning up with Mickey, (laughs) Minnie, and the rest of the fam. That is exactly what is on my mind. That's where I'm at. That that is exactly where I'm at. I'm excited because I'm going to be with all of my favorite people. Oh, get that look off your face. Girl, y'all, she just got real geek because I included her into my favorite people list. Um, I've been on the favorite people list. She's just happy that I highlighted that. That's what I'll say. She got dumb Your geek. favorite and people don't, it's not just me. It's not just you, but you know that you're in the numbers, so you just got really geeked about it. That's fine. Be geeked about being in the number. Um, but I'm good. All is well. There's no complaints. How are you doing? I'm good. I wish that my head could be um, on vacation, but I have two important days left of work um i planned our teams on sites was basically like fun days for team bonding and stuff so i have two of those this week and i am tired but it's going to be really cool once it is all executed and i'm really excited to put everything together um tomorrow and tuesday but other than that i am ready my out of office is set my um email um setting is already set like it's it's on my calendar all my meetings have declined it's a great it's it's great yes <laughs> vacation make sure y'all take vacation use y'all's vacation time very much so we are big advocates of that here at SSP so a couple of days ago i was on the news app on my iPhone and I follow a, a few Christian news sources and I was going through the articles and I was very shocked about the amount of articles that were talking about people who are killed, jailed, harassed, and tortured because they are believers. And a lot of this is taking place overseas. And just to give y'all some examples of the art recent articles that have been out there. Um, A pastor was stabbed in the heart and the back in Turkey. There were two missionaries who were stabbed in India. And in Europe, a lot of Christians are experiencing more tolerance. Um, Christians are being fired and arrested for expressing their faith. 
Christian businesses are being ruined financially. There's more acts of violence and patrolling. And even um, government authorities are preventing Christians from praying for people in public. One thing that really shocked me was there was a Christian convert who was refused asylum um, because his claim that Christianity is a peaceful religion. So he was seeking asylum in the UK and the UK authorities disagreed with that claim um, because they don't believe that Christianity is a peaceful religion. And they actually used Bible verses from Matthew, Exodus, and Revelation to rebuttal his claim. But as we all know, more than likely, not more than likely, what happened was they were misinterpreting text and and just using it to um, oppose his application. So it's just uh, very insightful because here in the U.S., we are not privy to the persecution our brothers and sisters in Christ face in other parts of the world. And it's not something that too many local churches here discuss. And I was so amazed. I was sending Courtney news articles back to back to back. And she's probably like, Imani, chill out. But I was just, I just felt like it was just something that I wanted to share with her and just something that we could educate ourselves on so Courtney what was your initial reaction to the articles and and how did it make you feel yeah um you hear about these things you hear that you know practicing Christianity serving um God um in this capacity is it's dangerous you hear it in the most broad sense you hear it's like oh it's dangerous whatever but I had no idea the the persecution that was really going on. Like I knew I knew of, of like the broad things. Like they were getting hurt, having to be very secretive and things like that. But hearing specific examples of pastors getting stabbed in the heart, it just makes it more real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very hurtful. You know, it's like in in America, and we'll talk about this. Like in America, like we walk around and like. We pray everywhere. Like, it's never a thing where I have to hide my Christian faith. Um, I pray in a restaurant before I eat. Like, I pray everywhere. And so it's so crazy to think that in other parts of the world, like, simply praying before I eat my food could be, like, the last thing I do because Mm -hmm. I could get killed to do, like, doing that. So it made me super, super sad, um, really heavy. Um, So, yeah, what about you? Same here. It really breaks my heart. And I grieve for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are having those experiences. At the same time, it's also very humbling Mm -hmm. because it makes me grateful to live in a country where it's the probability of me being killed, harassed, or arrested for openly expressing my Christian faith it's not as high in America as it is in other countries. And I also am aware that there are a lot of people who are harassed here, who are um, in some instances killed because they follow other religions. But as far as the Christian religion, we don't hear about that too often here in America. So it made me very grateful that I have that I'm saying this in quotes, freedom of religion, because I realize that 
Um, the government is watching us more than what we think, and they are overseeing things more than what we think. And just to give y'all some examples, recently there have been pastors that have been summoned to um, turn over their sermons or submit their mm-hmm. sermons to government officials. There's even um, a bill that was passed a couple years ago. It died, but it was making progress through um, the California um, state levels, and it was basically... Um, its goal was to ultimately make it illegal to distribute resources that help with gender confusion and homosexuality. So that includes the Bible, that includes Bible-based resources, that includes um, faith-based counselors who are counseling people that are struggling with that. So although we have freedom of religion here in the United States, Big Brother's always watching. (laughs) And, um, you know, the government, they're they're keeping their eyes on us more closely than what we realize. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been persecuted for being a Christian? If so, how did you handle it? You know, when I saw this question, I really tried my hardest to think of examples. And no, I have never been persecuted for being a Christian, um, which it's surprising. Um, maybe I, I, being from the South, we're all like, I'm putting this in quotes, Christian people. And we go mm-hmm. to church on Sunday and it's never, it's never been a, it's never been a thing for me to have to, um, handle that persecution. So no, mm-hmm. have you? No, no, I haven't had that experience. Now, have I been criticized for speaking truth? Yes, but that was by other Christians. It wasn't mm-hmm. by non-believers, which that's a mm-hmm. whole nother episode. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did think about while reflecting on this question was seeing what people on social media say about believers who follow Christ. Yes. And, you know, let's let's just keep it real, y'all. There's a lot of black people who who talk about us believers saying that we're following the white man's religion. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Um we have people out there who believe that we are just worshiping um some made up fictional character. Mm-hmm. They don't think Jesus is real. Um so it's interesting to see people's lack of knowledge, people's ignorance um, out there in public spaces in response to Christianity, which I just choose not to respond to those things because (sighs) I'm not going to waste my energy. And even the Bible tells us not to argue with fools. Um, It's so hard. Oh, it's it's easier said than done. Because sometimes I'll just be like, you don't even know what you're talking about. And and then... Honestly, as I've gotten more mature in my walk, it's gone from a place of frustration to a place of, like, grief and a place Mm. of sadness. Like, wow, Mm. people are really lost and they don't even realize it. And they still don't understand that God still loves them enough, Mm -hmm. right, to to send Christ, to die for them. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've never been directly persecuted. No. You have me thinking about this one example I saw on Twitter and just really made me mad when I saw it. But like someone else like explained. So they basically said they were like 
Christianity is witchcraft because we take communion. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen it. And I think I've even seen people Ooh. say like, oh, y'all actually drinking someone's blood and yes. someone's body. Yeah. Like, bro, what? <laughs> yeah. And that one gets me upset because it's like, don't call her witchcraft. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Yes. Uh, that one gets me. There's a couple others, but There's that one lot. was the first one. Mm-hmm. Was a whole At the bunch. same time, as much as, as frustrating as it can get, it's like, you can't expect carnal people to understand spiritual things That's until so they have that experience true. with Christ for themselves. So, so true. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Mm. Was there ever a time where you felt the need to defend the Christian faith? Mm, yes. Um, someone told me that there's just no way that (laughs) in quotes, a white man died on a cross and rose three days later. And now think about it it makes, it makes me chuckle that people like really explained it that way. They were like, no, that's, there's no way that can happen. There's no way that, um, you know, a virgin could get pregnant. There's, there's just no way that this perfect man could have lived on this earth and and did all the things that he did. And but the same person was like, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. But I still consider myself a Christian or er, no. <laughs> you- because- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. OK, go ahead. Go ahead. Because Christianity is based off of being saved. Because Jesus died on a cross and shed his blood. Okay. And it it really, to me, I had to like, I don't even remember all that I said, but I remember saying there's just no way that you could be a Christian without believing in Jesus. Because Mm. there's just, there's just, that's like saying, I don't know. I, I don't even know an example. Water's not wet. I don't know, but Basically, there's yeah. <laughs> there's like there's just no way. And so having to defend Jesus and defend all of what he is, mm-hmm. you can't tell me he's not real. Like, I mean, you can you can say whatever you want. You can say that there's just no way someone died or rose back again. Like you can say whatever you want, but the way that you can't. You can't describe it. You can't even like all that happened for Jesus to come and to sacrifice his life goes beyond my understanding, goes beyond everybody else's understanding. Mm -hmm. And it happened and it's real and having to getting mad because when you know deep in your heart that Jesus is real, deep in your heart of what your Christian faith is. And someone's saying, oh, no, it's not real. And you know for a fact mm-hmm. that it's real. Not because of what I've heard, but what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. It's like, trust me. So, yeah, that's one experience. I'm pretty sure I have others, but that one was the one mm-hmm. I was like, hold on. Yeah, I want to unpack something that you said. You know, that's we okay. have a lot of people that believe in God. Yeah, or now the universe. Some, some, yeah, the universe. I was the about universe. to say, now some people are saying the universe. The universe. But when Jesus. it comes to Jesus... No, not at all. People are like, oh, no. Mm-mm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, there's nothing wrong with saying God. Well, 
yeah, in some countries so, that's not the case but let's just mm-hmm. just say here in america there's nothing wrong with saying god will you say jesus will you Child. say jesus you mm-hmm. you gonna get two responses mm-hmm. you're gonna be like oh yeah jesus like yes jesus is right. lord right jesus is the son of god <laughs> or you gonna get like nah Jesus no. isn't real. Jesus isn't God's son. But here's the thing. I think the people that call God, like God made the universe. God is outside of the universe. Like, and that would, that kills me when the people can like relate God to the universe or say he's like, you know what I mean? The yeah. universe is, is presenting so many opportunities to me. And I'm like, the universe is presenting opportunities to you. You pray yeah. to the universe. Yeah. On a serious note, if anyone is listening to this and you find yourself referencing the universe or you say the universe please is this, the universe is that, please educate us. No, for real. And help <laughs> us have a better understanding as to what the universe is and how right. the universe is helping you and how you got to that conclusion. I would really like to know. I think Courtney would no, like to know as well. No. Because I really don't know. And it's something that's becoming more and more mm-hmm. common. Absolutely. And it's just, I would like to have more understanding. Thank you in advance mm-hmm. for those that truly respond. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Have you ever um, had to defend the Christian faith? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, this was in high school at the lunch table. Come on, high school. And I defended Christianity to a group of Muslim students at the lunch table. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Let me give y'all a little bit of um, context before explaining this story. So a couple things about the Muslim religion. Muslims think Jesus was created the same way as Adam. They think that God made Jesus from dust. They also don't think that Jesus was crucified. And they don't believe Jesus is the son of God. They only see Jesus as a prophet. I really want y'all to understand those three things before I explain this story. So typically, I don't go out my way to defend my faith to non-believers, especially if they're just looking to argue. It's one thing for you to ask me questions and ask me why I believe and and where I'm getting my understanding from. But if you just want to argue, I'm not going to entertain you. Yeah. This particular day, I felt the need to defend my faith because they were speaking false doctrine and false religion to a group of Christian students. So at the lunch table, it was a group of Muslim students and it was a group of Christian students. And the Muslims were saying to us Christians, we all serve the same God. And I noticed that some Christians were like, oh yeah, I can see that. We just have differences in some ways, but yeah, we serve the same God. And for me, it's like, "Uh uh-uh. We, we gonna settle this right here, right now. And I'm doing it in the most respectful way possible. Sidebar, the crazy thing about it is I wasn't even churched up all like that at this time. <laughs> I wasn't churched up. I did not have a consistent relationship with God, but there was still something on the inside of me that was pulling me and leading me to defend my faith. Now I know it's the Holy Spirit. And so I said, there's no way Muslims and Christians have the same God. There's no way we can have the same God. In the looks I got. Shook. Yeah. They were looking at me with disgust. And I said, you know, in the text, 
in my Bible, it says that after Jesus was baptized, that there was a voice from heaven saying, this is my son in which whom I am well pleased. I understand that there are a lot of things in the Bible that are not direct and that are not clearly explained, but that is, <laughs> that is God acknowledging Jesus as his son. So for you to tell me that as a Muslim, you don't think Jesus is the son of God, that is completely contradict in contrary or in contrast to what my Bible tells me. Because my Bible tells me Jesus is the son of God. So there is no way we have the same God. And now the Christians are looking at me like, oh, yeah. And the Muslims are looking at me like, oh, no, she didn't. But I specifically <laughs> did that because I did not want my brothers and sisters in Christ to think that we serve the same God as Muslims. No, we serve the God. We serve the great I am. We serve the God who is the father of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get that point across. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did it. Um, and I felt so glad afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to my backsliding ways anyway um <laughs> you know what <laughs> no that's See? a real place no sometimes you have those experiences when you're not all churched up or you're yeah. not walking with god like you shouldn't you have those moments where you just like what did i just mm-hmm. you know have that experience or have that encounter through the holy spirit so that's one time i did it um like i said typically i don't go around saying well my bible says it no no, no, no. Mm-hmm. i only do that when i feel like um something is being interpreting incorrectly mm-hmm. or there's like um a, a tension that I see another believer having gotcha because sense. I felt like if I would have never explained it if I would have never like referenced that bible verse those Christians would have went home or would have just been thinking like yeah like we all serve the same God and I'm just like no Jesus is son of God that, like that's Christianity 101 We can't have access to God without acknowledging Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was my, Mm -hmm. that was good. My time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So I just had a moment. It's crazy because it's like we live in our life. And even if we're not living our life for God, like we should be, God can still be doing a work within us and he can still be equipping us and molding us for his Mm -hmm. glory. Man, that's good. All right. Next question before I start ministering to myself. Go ahead. <laughs> Since we have freedom of religion in the U.S., how do you take advantage of that right? Mm. How do I take advantage of that right? Well, one, I go to church consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm in church like twice a week. And I am open about the fact that I'm a mm-hmm. Christian hence this podcast (laughs) um and i'm very open about my love and and fear for the lord in public spaces and platforms um but mainly it is through my worship that i exercise my right of freedom of religion Mm. um i understand that our brothers and sisters overseas they can be killed for doing anything that relates to Christianity. So calling on Jesus name, praying in public, any of that. But during worship, I go crazy. Mm-hmm. I tell people like, if you're sitting next to me in church, like, Hey, I move a lot during worship. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and it should just be I, if I feel led to dance, I will dance. If I feel led to shout, I will shout. If I want to sing and jump, I will do all that because I am living in freedom and I need to outwardly express to God my love and appreciation for yeah. him. So it is and I love worship and I really believe that I am um not believe. I know that I'm a worshiper at heart. So it's through my worship um, that I just express my freedom of religion mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure if I were to worship the way that I do here in the United States in a different country, I probably would be would be killed or jailed mm-hmm. or tortured in some way. Mm-hmm. How about you? How do you take advantage of freedom of religion? Like you going to church, um, which, you know, it's such a privilege yeah. to think about it. It's such a privilege. Go to church. I love going to church. So that's one. Um, I think my public. I talk to God like God sitting beside me. Like I talk to God like I can be anywhere oh, and I can talk. One. I talk to God like I'll be at work and I like I'll be doing something. Like, oh, God, thank this was so good. Thank you for, for bringing that idea. To, like or even in, I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking and I'm tired and I'm like, God, thank you. The first thing I do in the when I get home, and you know this, mm-hmm. I literally close my door and I yell Jesus' name. Like, that's my release for the day. It's mm-hmm. like, thank you, Jesus, that I made another day. I'm tired, but still thank you that I have a job. Thank you that I have a place to come mm-hmm. home to. That is like, I do that every single day I come home. And I also think um, the way I'm able to reference God and Jesus in my day-to-day conversations because mm. I do it, a, and I did not pick up on it until um, probably when I started working, how much I reference Jesus or in little things that I say. Uh, and I was like, well, thank the Lord that this happened or um, God did this or God told me this. And it's like, oh, like I didn't realize it, uh, how much I reference God in my daily conversations and Jesus in my daily conversations. Or like little things like, child, Jesus, take the wit, like little things like that. And I also, one of the most, I think, amazing things of how I take advantage of this, um, at work we have a meditation room. Um, And so one of the things that I did last week was go in that room and pray when I was feeling anxious about my work. When I was like, okay, God, I'm frustrated. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, this is, this is too much. I went into that room, closed the door and I was able to pray and I was like, and I came back out. I was like, oh, snap. I got my groove back. I'm, let's get back to it. Mm. And it was such a amazing to be able to pray in the workplace. Yeah. Number one. And two, to have a space for that. Um, and that's not something I take lightly. Um, so those are my ways. So I talk to God like he's sitting beside me, prayer, um, being able to pray at work, my conversations, and then, of course, going to church. Mm. I have a question because you made me think about something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like there were people of other religions that had certain benefits or privileges that you don't have as a Christian in terms of like the workplace or uh, public it's institutions a, outside yeah. of religious institutions? The meditation room... It, when people go like the meditation room, um, well, and, and for a while I didn't even know that 
I could go in there to just pray. Like, because I thought that maybe it was for other religions Mm -hmm. that needed that space to do what they would call meditation. And I was like, uh, I don't know. But I actually went in there the other day because I was like, okay, God, whatever. I'm going in this room. But no, because at least where I work, like I I can disappear whenever. Mm -hmm. So, but no, I don't know. Mm. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, I've had that experience and it was more so like just not as much respect. So Mm. during, you know what, you know what story I'm about to tell? (laughs) Yeah. Since you got stories for days. Um, While I was still in undergrad in the student center, there is this meditation room, which is open for everyone. Mm. However, there was a Muslim organization that reserved it during the prayer times that they have Mm -hmm. throughout the day so for me I was always very respectful of it like I never went in when it was their prayer time there was actually like a do not come in sign things of that nature one day I was in the student center and I went into the meditation room when it was not their designated prayer time I knew their prayer time was coming up but I also knew I had some time to do what I needed to do So I'm praying. I hear this door open and I see two Muslim men and they come in and they just start talking. And so it doesn't stop my prayer, but I'm still picking up on the fact that y'all are coming in here. You Mm. clearly know that I'm praying, but y'all still feel entitled to come into this space during my prayer time Mm. when it's not your time. And they were just talking and they were getting louder. But you know what, y'all? I got louder too. And then I started praying in tongues. They really thought I was crazy. But you know what really got to them? Let me tell you what really got them out of that room. I literally just shouted the name Jesus. Y'all, when I tell y'all, it shook them to their core. Mm -hmm. And on top of this... Um, it was during a period of fasting, so I'm hungry, and I'm trying to interrupt my prayer time. Nah, this ain't the week. This is not the week. So, <laughs> um, but I left, and I texted my dad, and I was like, you know what? I just feel like really disrespected, mm. and it's so interesting because I'm never disrespectful of their prayer time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, one thing you have to take into consideration, you're a woman. So if you probably had a man in there, they wouldn't have done that. I didn't think about that. But I was like, okay, but still, that that don't mean anything Mm. to me. Um, And I do think that there are some spaces that cater towards the Muslim religion over Christianity. I do. Like what? Just like that example in itself. Like... Mm always um like there was no there should have been no reason why they came in there during my prayer time but let someone else come in during their prayer time you gonna get that email you gonna get that hey well you know they have this room reserved and it's like okay fine cool but like let there be reciprocity Mm, that makes sense yeah even um 
Well, I didn't, I didn't book our room that day, <laughs> but I think you have to book our rooms, but I didn't, I didn't book the room that day, but it's, it's a respect thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a respect thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, why don't have that expectation or don't expect me to have mm-hmm. that same level of respect if they're not giving it as well. That's my yeah. thing. Like that's if fair. you want to pray, that's fine. Um, but let, let me have my time with the great. That's I fair. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> what would you like for local churches to do in response to these acts of persecution other believers face? Because like I said earlier, here in the U.S., we're not privy to these things. Mm-hmm. And we really don't talk about it that yeah. much, to be completely honest. Yeah. So what would you like for local churches here to do? I would say... There needs to be more conversation about it, Um, especially because we have so many churches. I know my church, we have churches in other parts of the world, like Dominican Republic. We help, you know, different organizations in other parts of the world. So if we're helping the people that are in these places where Christianity is not... um, valued or people are getting killed behind it, I think it deserves conversation. Also think there needs to be more corporate prayer in regards mm-hmm. to this com- to these things. Um because as a body of Christ we're supposed to be covering each other. Mm-hmm. And we like it's good to cover our own house, like our own ministries or whatever, but we have to make sure that all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, and that that's not just the U.S. or even in our uh, like our small towns or whatever. That's all around the world, mm-hmm. and we need to corporately pray about their safety. Um, their like, there's like, yeah, most importantly, their their safety, um, and everything else that comes along with that. So, those would be my two things. I haven't, I haven't in my head what makes sense to how to actually help them mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like so that's why I haven't said it like besides prayer and, and talking about it I don't know what that would look like in going over there like I don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. um but yeah those are the two that's good what about you very similar to what you said we need to do a better job of educating ourselves on what's going on we don't have to physically be over there to know. I mean, yeah. I told y'all I literally looked on the news app on my phone and be, and became more knowledgeable about the things that take place. So I would love to see church leadership um, take more initiative in talking about these issues and what's going on. Um, two, we need to gut check ourselves on Ooh. how we treat immigrants, migrants, and foreigners. I understand us living in America, we tend to think that the world revolves around us. We tend to think that, you know, when people come over here, they should just conform to how we do things. And and we just think that it's, you know, you just got to be all American, whatever that is. However, one thing that we must keep in mind is when we get to heaven, it's not just going to be Americans, (laughs) y'all. Like it's going to be more than us. And it's so interesting. I think about this all the time. It's like, how can you call yourself a Christian if you say mean, nasty, hateful things about immigrants or people that aren't from here? 
And we really have to do a better job of how we speak to people and how we treat people that aren't from here. Because one, you could be entertaining an angel and you don't even know it. And that's biblical. Two, it just makes me think like, as Jesus was doing his ministry, like he was going to different parts of the region where he wasn't from. And it's like, how would we treat Jesus? If Jesus was here, like, let's like, just, just think if he just here, this is like not saying the rapture, this is, he's here. How would we treat Jesus? And I, this is what I believe. And, um, this is really going to mess with some of y'all. Jesus isn't black and Jesus isn't white either. I firmly believe if we were to see Jesus, a lot of people would say he looks like a terrorist. Mm, yeah. Or they would define him as a terrorist. And it's mm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me. Because how can, how can you call yourself a Christian if the first thing that you think or the first thing that you say about a foreigner, foreigner is mean and hateful things? Mm-hmm. So we really need to gut check ourselves and hold ourselves and other people more accountable when it comes to the words that we say mm-hmm. about immigrants and foreigners. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to the kingdom of God, the only race that matters is the human race. Absolutely. Right. And we are our brother's keeper. We are our brothers and sisters keeper. So that's the second thing in terms of um, what you were referencing as far as like ideas of supporting our brothers and sisters overseas mm-hmm. where, well, there are like organizations that you can donate to that do mm-hmm. like support them. Mm. overseas so that's one thing but like yes definitely pray we we need more corporate prayer in terms of um encouraging and and supporting and uplifting our brothers and sisters overseas but also just finding ways to give whether that's you know monetary or like sending supplies or even like Mm -hmm. a card or something like that just um letting our brothers and sisters know like hey we 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 hear y'all and we see what some of the things that y'all are going through, but we're also here for y'all as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to see. And it's honestly something I'm becoming more passionate about mm-hmm. as well. That's good. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, no. Um, before, we're not anti-anybody. Right. Let's make that clear. Mm-hmm. We're just pro Jesus. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. Well, I mean, we love the things that God loves. We hate the things that God hates. What? That is that is part of being a Christian. Like, <laughs> like literally, I was like, I was like, wait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It don't always all feel good, okay? It's not all peaches and cream. It's all good. This was good. I'm glad we talked about this. I think this was a much-needed conversation. Yeah. So, y'all, Bible verse of the week, Romans 1, 16. Mm -hmm. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is... The power of God who brings salvation to everyone who believes. I think with our Christian faith, um, especially living in the U.S., we're allowed to be as bold as we want to be. 
<laughs> this podcast is an example. Um, we're, we're able to talk about, um, God and our, our relationship with God on social media. We're able to, we're able to like really broadcast God, um, in a way that glorifies him in the, in the little small things that we do day to day. Um, and the big things that happen to us, whether it be new house, new car, marriage, babies, whatever it may be. So we, we have that opportunity and I think it's important for us to take um, this privilege that we have to be loud and to be bold um, and to be completely unashamed um, of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to spread it to as many people as we can. Because um, not everyone can, not our brothers, our brothers and sisters abroad are sacrificing their lives Mm -hmm. to do so and if they can sacrifice their lives if they can be in the trenches and and hide and whatever they have to do to proclaim the name of jesus then us in the united states can can do it more Mm -hmm. and we should so that's it that's good that's it mama yeah that's good Okay, y'all, well, we're going to go ahead and say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a God that loves us so much that you sent your only begotten son to come and save us. We also thank you that you are raising up a people, that you have raised up this generation um, to go around the world to proclaim your name, to spread your gospel. We want to pray for our brothers and sisters overseas who are currently under attack, who are currently facing persecution. God, we pray that you comfort them during this trying time. We pray that you strengthen them, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that they feel these prayers of encouragement and that they are edified, Heavenly Father. We pray for the underground ministries, God. We pray that you continue to make provisions for them, God, that you make sure that there is not a lack for anything, God. We also pray that you comfort and give that peace that surpasses all understanding to the families and victims of those that are being targeted, of those that are being killed and tortured and arrested. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you have faithful servants, and I pray that you bless them a hundred times fold. And also, God, I thank you that you are raising up people that are not afraid to call on the name of Jesus. We thank you for that precious name. We thank you for that powerful name. We thank you, Jesus, because you are Lord, and we shall glorify your name in the earth. No matter what people say, no matter what people think, no matter how people respond to us. We shall proclaim your name, Jesus, with boldness. We shall be bold. We shall be courageous. We will not have the spirit of fear, Heavenly Father, because that's not our portion, but we will do everything we can in the spirit of excellence with a humble heart, ultimately to serve you and to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to close this out. Y'all know if y'all have any suggestions, Please let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fill out the form in our link tree by in our link tree in our Instagram bio. Let us know what you think of this week's episode. As Imani said earlier, for real, those that like reference the universe, like I really want to know. Yeah, I, we'll I, no, for real, for real, I really mm-hmm. want to know. Listener letters, submit them by emailing the social podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, y'all, be blessed. Bye.